Amen. Well, what a 
What a great message there in that song. Do they see Jesus in me? Wow. It's a humbling thought there. It's a great question to ask ourselves. Well, I uh, thought I was going to have to shut Brother Kavanaugh down this morning. He uh, flipped over to Hebrews chapter 11 and started preaching my sermon for tonight. <clears throat> so good news for you. I had to just cut out half my sermon, so we'll be out of here short tonight. I guess we'll just get uh, a double blessing of some of it. He hit the, the last portion there of Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to hit the first portion of it. So if you have your Bibles tonight, Hebrews chapter number 11. Always appreciate the opportunity that we have to preach. And what a great, great thing it is to be able to stand behind this pulpit and proclaim the Word of God. And thank for our, allowing our pastor allowing us to fill in for him while he's gone. What a blessing that is. Hebrews chapter number 11. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this, been on my heart for a couple weeks now, just uh, the topic faith. And, uh, and we see here, of course, Hebrews chapter 11, as was mentioned this morning, uh, the great hall of fame, uh, faith here. And uh, we see a number of examples of faith, and we're going to look at some of those tonight. But first, I wanted to give a description of faith. And so I wanted to look at what faith is not first of all, and then look at what faith is. And so let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer before we get into it tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to be here once again in your house this evening. Lord, we thank you for a great day in your house this morning. Lord, we're thankful for the time that we had to honor our mothers today. And Lord, we're just so thankful for them. Lord, we're thankful for this crowd that has showed back up tonight. Lord, expecting to receive something from your word. God, I pray that that will be the case tonight, Lord, that you just speak through me. Lord, we love you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope you did have a, a great afternoon there with uh, your mother, if you're able to be with them, and or the mother of your children. You know, my dad, he always told my mom, hey, she's not my mother, so it's up to those kids, you know. And I tried telling that to my wife today, and uh, she said, but I'm the mother of your children. And uh, you made it that way, and so, but uh, I'm thankful for my wife and the mother that she is to our two children, and I couldn't ask for a better uh, wife and a godly mother and influence and talk about that nurture and care. Uh, I don't have that, but uh, I've got a wife that does and mother of our children, and so I'm so thankful for her. But tonight, Hebrews chapter 11, like I said, we're going to start by mentioning what faith is not. You know, faith is not denial. Okay, just, uh, you know, by saying that an obstacle is not here, by denying that something is here doesn't mean that it's faith. Imagine with me somebody running around and saying, the door's not there, the door's not there, as they're running into the door. Okay, that door is still there. Uh, no matter whether they uh, tried to say that it wasn't there in their mind or not, but denying the existence of an, an obstacle or something in your life is not faith. We see, when a crisis comes into your life or a situation uh, that you really don't want to deal with and you don't know how you're going to deal with it, by saying that it doesn't exist is not faith. But realizing that we serve a God who is able to overcome and a God that it will get us through those trials in our life. 
You know, believing is not even the same as faith. We see that I can believe that these chairs will hold me, but not until I sit down in that chair do I exercise my faith. We can say that we believe that there is a God, but we know that even the devils believe that there was a God. We see in James chapter number 2 and verse number 18, it says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Shew me thy faith without thy works, and I will shew thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. See, the devils even believe that God exists, but they didn't put their faith in Him. See, you might believe that God exists, but until you put your faith and trust in Him, see, faith takes action. We see in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, these examples that are given, we see that that faith was put into action. And we've got to put feet and, and our hands to work, and we've got to do it all as much as we can, but we've got to realize and we've got to beg God and pray God, realizing that it all depends on Him. But He's, all, he's given us different talents, abilities, different things that we can accomplish that God has given to us. You know, faith doesn't have to be blind faith all the time either. Hey, there's times when God says, hey, I'm going to ask you to step out in blind faith. And we may not know what's ahead and we may not know exactly where we're going. But he says, hey, I'm going to test your faith to see if you're going to trust me. But also not all faith is blind faith, but faith is an action that's based on information. It is a conviction based upon some information. We see, we get our information from the very Word of God. That's where our faith comes from. That's where we build upon the foundation. See, we believe that George Washington was the first president of the United States. We believe that none of us saw him. None of us witnessed that. But from the information that we've been taught and the claims that have been made, and we can see the, the proof in history there, we believe that. True faith is informed faith. John twenty thirty one says, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Now, believing ye might have life through His name. You know, sometimes I think we get caught up with sort of faith. Say, what is sort of faith? Sort of faith is that kind of faith that we're, we're on the fence. We're going back and forth. You know, we, we believe that God can, but we don't really believe that He will. I sort of think it may happen. Or, you know, we talk to people a lot. We knock on their doors. We ask them if they know for sure, 100% sure, that they're on their way to heaven. They say, I hope so. We follow up, well, wouldn't it be great if you could know for sure? And we show them from the Word of God if they're willing. But sort of faith is grounded in knowledge of truth, but it's based on feelings and emotions that change. See, the devil will try to convince you that God doesn't love you. And that God doesn't really care about you. And if God loved you and God cared about you, then why would you be facing this difficult in your life? And why would you be going through this? And why would this be happening? And you know what? We can get discouraged and we can get down in a rut. And we can uh, 
in our own minds, in our own feelings and emotions, we can buy into that. We think, hey, you know what? You're right. But see, our faith isn't built upon our emotions or our feelings. Our faith is built on the facts from the Word of God. And we see from the Word of God over and over and over again, we see that God loves us. He says that He loved us so much that He gave His only Son for us. And no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends. But see, what, what are we basing our faith on today? What are we putting our faith and trust in today? Is it our own abilities? Is it our jobs? Is it a paycheck that we get each week? Is it in material things? Is it things that change? Is it a roller coaster? Ups and downs all the time? Or are we basing it on facts? We see Hebrews chapter 11, one of the great chapters in the Bible of faith. We see that in verse number 6 of Hebrews 11, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. I can't answer for anyone in this room except for myself, but I can assume that our desire tonight would be to please Him. Hey, we want to please the Savior with our life, with the actions, with the things that we do, the places we go, the things we say. I would say the majority of us tonight want to please the Savior. That's why you're here tonight. You're in His house because you want to learn more from the Word of God and you want to come and you want to worship Him and you want to sing praises to His name because He is worthy tonight. We want to please Him. But so many times we try to please Him without faith. And the Bible tells us very clear that without faith it is impossible to please Him. You know, a lot of people think they're the exception to the rule. Oh, well, because of this situation or because of this circumstance, well, I can please God in this even though I I don't have that faith in it. No, you can't. There's no way around it. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. See, faith is absolutely essential for the Christian life. We've got to have it. We see some of the greatest descriptions of faith here in this chapter. and uh, We see there's a, a long list, and we can see through the whole chapter. And as Brother Kavanaugh touched on Moses this morning and alluded to some of those verses there later on in chapter 11, But we're going to look at the first seven verses tonight and look at some examples of faith. You know, we looked at what faith was not. So let's look at what faith is. Verse number 1, chapter 11, Hebrews. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. First we see faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know, we see that word substance, and this word means that faith gives us substance or support to that which we hope for. An evidence of things not seen. See, it can only, it can uh, give us a, uh, also allude to the, uh, the guarantee of the promise being filled. We see time and time again how God promised And He always comes through on His promises in the Word of God when we're obedient, when we're faithful. You know, we see the 
secondly there, that faith is the evidence of things not seen. You know, the word evidence there, proof. Proof. Faith is proof of the reality that even though we can't see with our physical eyes, we cannot see God himself, but we believe that he is the almighty and all-powerful creator of this world based on the word of God. The facts that have been presented to us. I was talking to a fellow a couple weeks ago and he didn't want nothing to do with the word of God or, you know, he didn't believe the Bible. He didn't believe anything. And he said, you know, it's just a a made up book of stories written by men. And, you know, I, I just kept coming back to the word of God because I told him, hey, that's the only thing that we have to base it on. He said, you know, he's, he was telling me all these things that he's going on and this and that. I said, well, I'm going to bring you back to the Word of God every time. And if you don't believe the Word of God, then we're not going to get very far. But see, we have the Word of God. We don't have to, to wonder what, uh, how we've got here, how God is working and what God is doing. See, we believe that Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. See, we don't believe that we just came out of this big bang millions and millions of years ago and we've evolved into what we are today. No, there was an almighty God that created us. Colossians 1.16 says, For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thorns or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. Praise the Lord that we've got a God that left us His Word so that we can have the faith in the Word of God so that we can know what to do next. See, too many times we put our faith in ourselves That we know what's best. Hey, that we can figure this problem out. We see some examples of faith. Verse number 4 of Hebrews chapter 11 says, By faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. We see that Abel made the proper sacrifice, the blood sacrifice. See that Cain had an opportunity to make a sacrifice to God, and we make a sacrifice as our worship to God. Just as we uh, sang a little bit ago, that we are to be a living sacrifice. Hey, we're to literally put ourselves on the altar before God and say, hey, I'm all yours, God. I know that I've been bought with a price. And that I'm not my own today. We see that Cain and his jealousy and got upset and he committed murder. Against his brother. Well, we see there that it said at the end of that verse, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Abel's faith, even though he was the first person to die, we see that all these years later his faith is still being spoken about. The testimony, the life of faith. See, every one of these examples that I mentioned before is faith that's put into action. We see God gave Cain the opportunity to 
remedy the situation, offer a sacrifice, but yet he decided to get upset to commit that murder against his brother. We see Enoch, verse number 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before this translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. We know if we were to look back in Genesis chapter number 5, we would see that the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. What a testimony. That could be said about a man that Enoch walked with God. Can God say that very same thing about us tonight? You put your name in there that so-and-so walked with God. By faith, Enoch walked in intimate fellowship and harmony with God. We see that someone once said the Christian life is an experience to be had and a relationship to be continued. Hey, that relationship, our relationship with the Lord is something that is to be continual. We know that sin comes into our life and breaks that fellowship with God. Hey, a holy, righteous God cannot have sin be in His presence. And we have to go before God and confess that sin and ask Him to forgive us of that sin. Aren't you so thankful that He is faithful and just to forgive us that sin to cleanse us from all unrighteousness? We see our relationship is so vital. And, and if we're going we're gonna to have to, we want to please God. We say, hey, I want to please God. Well, how am I going to please God? You've got to make sure that your faith is where it needs to be. Hey, that your faith is in the right person. That your faith is in the Word of God. That your faith is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.16. Colossians 2.6 says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Say, man, I'm struggling with lust of the flesh, and I'm struggling with these different things. Walk in the Spirit. He says, he's, He's given us the answer right there. He says, Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, the Bible tells us that we can't serve two masters today. For we will either love the one and hate the other. We'll hold to the one we can't serve to today. You can't have that sort of faith and be on the fence and say, okay, today I'm going to serve God, but tomorrow I want to enjoy the things of the world. You know, sometimes the world looks so appetizing. The way that it's presented... The way that temptation is brought before us, Satan makes those things look good. But he never shows you the other side. Never shows you the consequences of those. Man, I thank God and I praise God that so far in my life that he's kept me on the right side. He has saved me from those things and He has saved me from getting involved in in things that would drag me down and and ruin my life. But I know it could be me tomorrow 
that's slipped up, messed up, if we're not guarding ourselves. We've got to remember who our adversary is today. Because he is, uh, he is like a, a lion who is seeking to devour us. So you talk about somebody that doesn't care about you. Somebody that wants to see you fail. Somebody wants to see your life full of misery. Satan. The adversary. Next, let's look at Noah. Verse number 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. And you talk about somebody that had, had faith, Noah. God told him, hey, there, I'm going to send some rain. Hey, I'm going to flood the world. They'd never seen rain. They didn't know what rain was. Say, so, hey, I want you to go build an ark. What? That doesn't make sense. What, what are you talking about? We know how the story goes, how the people ridiculed him and mocked him for 120 years. See, faith isn't just a short journey. Faith isn't something that, okay, I'm going to have faith today and, and for the next week. And man, if I can have faith for a month, if I have faith for a year... No, if I can have faith for a lifetime. A hundred and twenty years and he's out there and, and he is proclaiming the message of God and he's trying to warn the people. Hey, the rain is coming, the flood's coming. Hey, God has prepared a way for safety today. They mocked him. They thought he was a lunatic. They thought he was crazy. Thought he was out of his mind. Sounds about like what the world thinks about some of us. Trying to warn people that, hey, Christ is coming. Hey, we don't know when He's coming. The Bible says, no man knoweth the time nor the hour when God's coming, but He's coming for the Christian today that gives us great hope. I saw Brother Mike Jeffries yesterday. Man, it was tough. He's struggling. He's struggling, but won't be long. He won't be struggling anymore. Because he's going to be walking those streets of glory. He's going to be with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I told him I love him. He started crying. And I started breaking down. I started thinking about the testimony of this man. Said, here's a life of faith. Brother Mike Jeffries could be put down in Hebrews chapter number 11. Faithful man of God. As I got the opportunity to pray with him yesterday, it was a short visit. He told me he wouldn't be able to be long. He said, I understand that, brother. But I got to praying with him about the souls that he'd been able to lead to Christ, the influence that he had in this life. And we had a good time of crying over those things. Here's one of those things where you say, why? Why is this man dealing with this? Why is he going through such a difficulty? 
and he, he loves you, Lord. And he's a soul winner, faithful. Some of those questions we can't answer here on earth. But I know that God's got a purpose. Man, and God has used him, if in nobody else in my life, said, man, if that happened, man, I better not give up. Man, I better, and, you know, and my wife and I were talking, I've been working on my car the last couple of weeks and things, and having some issues with that and whatever, and she looked at me, we got in the car, and she said, I'll take those car trouble any time. You look at somebody that's struggling like that, going through that, and it makes me think the, the troubles that I have and the things that I go back and forth with, I say, I mean, they, there's nothing compared to what some people are going through. But I'm thankful that we've got faithful men and women of God to say, hey, till I take my last breath. If he could be here, he would be here. But he can't hardly get out of bed. He's in so much pain. But, you know, I didn't hear him complain about the pain. He just, I was trying to help him move around. And, and he said, no, 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 don't touch me. He said, let Susan do it. She said, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want anybody because he's so sore and things and so much pain, and I know how to deal with them. I said, absolutely. Hey, I understand. That's fine. But he said, man, I love you. Love the church. Man, he appreciates the prayers. But here's a man that's been faithful. We see Noah's faithfully sharing the word of God and the message of God, and he's out there every day. He's building that ark. What's he doing? He's being obedient. He's putting his faith to action. By faith, Noah being warned of God, things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Hey, he had a fear of God and a reverence for God today that we should have in our life as well. Hey, if God tells you to go out and build an ark, man, by faith, go out and build an ark. And that's exactly what Noah did. And for 120 years, as those people mocked him and, and thought he was crazy. But when the rains came and the water started to rise up, they wanted to get in. But it was too late. They had been warned. They had been given an opportunity. Perhaps you may be thinking... And those people in the early days of history really needed faith back then. You know, Brother Kavanaugh mentioned this this morning. And they didn't have the Word of God. They didn't have the examples like we have. We, we know that from beginning to the end. Hey, we know we're on the winning side. We see how it's played out. We know what's taking place. But my friend, we need just as much faith tonight as they do. Every generation needs faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. You know, once when Jesus was with his disciples out in a boat, and Jesus was asleep at the bottom of the boat, the storms came, and the disciples were fearful for their life. Man, they thought it was over. They thought, what is Jesus doing sleeping? How can he be sleeping through this? Does he not know what's going on? And, and they go and they wake him. 
and he calms the storm. But then he, he asks them this very important question. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Perhaps Jesus is asking you that question tonight. Where is your faith? Is your faith in wealth, education, possessions, your position? Are you trusting in the church, church membership to... You putting your faith and trust in, in just the church. You putting your faith and trust in good works. Jesus Christ is the, the only object of our faith. The one that we are to put our faith in. Matthew chapter number 17, verse number 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Because of your unbelief. If ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, we all know how small that is. If I was holding that up here today, you probably wouldn't be able to see it from where you're at. He says, if, if we just had that much faith, think about what we could do with just that much faith. He doesn't say if you had this much faith. He says if you have that much faith. How many times in my life do I not even have that much faith? And Jesus comes to me and he says, where is your faith? You find yourself like the disciples thinking this is the end. It's over. What's going on? What is the Lord thinking? Why is he not moving? Why is he not doing something? Most of the time he just wants to test our faith. Sometimes he has to test us over and over and over again until we learn from that. But you think about what this church and this body of believers could do if we had this much faith. And God is doing something great and mighty around this place. Why? Because the children of God have faith in him. And we've been seeing souls saved, and man, that's exciting. Last week we saw six saved in our door knocking. Yesterday we saw two saved out, door knocking. And God's still doing a miraculous work in the lives of people. And why is He able to do it? Because of our faith. Hey, but let's not get to a point where He says, Hey, I, can, I can't do great and mighty works because of your unbelief. Hey, let's not get to the position where we've gotten comfortable. Hey, it's easy as a church to get comfortable. Hey, we go out there, man, I can lead somebody to Christ. Hey, I can take them through the Word of God. Hey, God, we're doing okay. We really don't need you. And we'll grieve the Holy Spirit and, and we will quench His uh, Holy Spirit power from working in our lives because our, our focus will shift from faith in Jesus Christ to faith in ourselves. 
hey, that we can accomplish this. I really don't understand how Noah could build an ark. That is just a huge product. I mean, I can't even imagine. You know, I also think, how do five guys and some volunteers get this place done? How's it, how's it possible? God. God, faith. Hey, I promise you, five years ago when I came to this place, and I looked around, I didn't have that faith of a mustard seed. I was like, is this what we're doing? Hmm. I may have made it look a little more like I had faith on the outside, but on the inside I was thinking, no way. This this ain't happening. Unless we get a couple million dollars, we hire this done or something. Saying this ain't happening. And Lord says, "Where's your faith? Who who are you doing this for? Hey, who am I? Hey, I I created everything you see in six days. You think I can't use?" Some people of God to, to build a building for a work of God that's going to lead souls to Christ, is going to do a work for God today. You don't think I can do that? Shame on me. And there's nothing too great for God today. But too many times we put God in a little box and we say, eh, God, you can't handle this one. Let's just step aside. Let's just dodge this one. Let's just forget this one. Sadly, that's what churches are doing today. Can't be done. I don't know about you, but I know my God can do it. And He's proven Himself time and time again. And I'm so thankful for those times when I didn't even have the faith of the seed of a mustard, that size of faith. God said, you know what? I'm going to show you something. I still love you. I'm still going to use you. But you're going to have to learn. Hey, that I can do it. Hey, that I am the, the almighty, powerful God that I said I am. So I ask you tonight, where is your faith? Maybe your faith and your relationship with God is exactly where it needs to be. Praise God and beg God to keep you right there. Too many things are trying to get us sidetracked and to draw us off the path of righteousness. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But we've got a God that wants to do something great. Through faith, by faith, by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. Through faith, by faith, Abraham. By faith, Moses. By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Over and over and over again in this chapter. How is it accomplished? By faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
by faith. God wants to accomplish something great in your life by faith. If you'll just allow Him, and you'll say, you know what, I'm going to give it my all. And I'm going to do exactly what you want, Lord, but I'm going to do it by faith. Hey, I'm tired of trying to please you, Lord, on my own. I'm, trying, I'm tired of trying to please you every other way except for by faith. And when I don't know what's on the next side and, and I don't know what's up ahead, I'm just going to trust you by faith. We said that faith is informed. And that we've got facts from the Word of God to back it up. What's the greatest fact to to live by faith? Why would I choose to live by faith? Because I've seen what God can do. And I've seen how God blesses and how God works by faith and through faith. Hey, we're saved by faith through grace. It's not by our works that we've done. But everything was created by Him and for Him. We know that we were created for His pleasure. How are we doing with that? How are we doing with our faith? If we were to put on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being very strong and 1 being very weak, where would we have to put a number to our faith? Because God says, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And that's a pretty good promise there. That God has said, hey, if we just have the faith, it ought to be our desire that we could, when our life comes to an end, that we could say, hey, by faith, and we could be put right here in the Word of God. We could say that our life matched up with the life that was lived by faith for him. Let's all stand, close our eyes, bow our heads.